Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, Nick, I wanted to hop into some stuff uh, today about, you know, where where this team can continue to step forward. And, you know, one place that we talked a little bit about on Tuesday, and I wanted to dive into it a little bit more with some more detail and also hearing from Nathaniel Hackett this week, uh, is how the, how the run game, you know, kind of sets everything up for this offense. And so I wanted to ask you, Nick, what, what was working for this run game this last week again I, I think it was 168 yards uh obviously Latavius Murray was was a stud uh which I have some some interesting notes on him after talking to him in the locker room yesterday but Nick what, what is it uh that makes this run game go and is it something that they can replicate this weekend and really the final three weeks well the, the one thing that makes this uh, run game go is just based uh, on the, the system that they're deploying uh, when you look around the league, there's so many uh, teams that run a version of this offense. And it's interesting because the Broncos are going to be facing a team that uh, is almost identical to them. And the one thing you want to do to get this run game on track is just do that. You have to run the ball. And with so many injuries across that offensive line, it makes it really easy on those guys who have been struggling in pass protection and giving them an opportunity to now be the aggressor and fire out against a defensive player. So, you know, look, watching, you know, Luke Wattenberg struggle, and we had other guys struggle across that offensive line, when you say, okay, well, we're going to take the pressure off of you. It's almost being like being in a boxing match. Instead of being somewhat of a punch and dummy, we're going to allow you to throw a certain kind of combination at the defense. And we saw the run game change with the halftime adjustments. They started to get those guys outside uh, of the, the perimeter of the offense and started pulling guys and allowing them to be the aggressor, throw defenders down. And to me, that helped build confidence in the offense, in those struggling offensive line. But it also gave Latavius Murray an opportunity to really showcase his skill set uh, last, last week and let people know, hey, listen, he's a running back that's been in this league 10 years. And I know there's an idea when you start pushing towards the 27 and you start getting up there as years of experience, there's this idea that you are done and you're over the hill. What Latarius Murray actually showed on Sunday was that, hey, listen, if you give me a great blocking scheme and you call the plays right, hey, listen, I could be a home run hitter for you. Now, he's not going to run away from guys, but his physical style of running helped get the run game on track. And that also takes the pressure off the quarterback. But it also opens up 
a big part of what this offense is, and I've been dying to see it ever since Justin Allen and Nathaniel Hackett came, but it wasn't until Clint Kubiak took over that we started to see more of it, and that's play action. Getting the quarterback outside the pocket. Put that extra pressure on those second and third level defenders to be disciplined in their drops and their keys, and that's exactly what we saw. Yeah, I mean, I think the run game, Nick, if they can get that going, like you said, it opens up so much more for this offense. And so it'll be really interesting to see if they stick to some of the things that they did this last week against the Rams, because it was funny yesterday, Nick, when we were talking to Nathaniel Hackett, you know, he asked about, you know, going up against uh, an offense that is very similar to what they do. Uh, and especially in the run game. And he's like, we know what they know. And we know, that they know. you know, it was like this great quote, but uh, you know, again, like you said, so many teams around the league are doing this and are so effective at it. I wonder if now the Broncos are just starting to find the rhythm. And obviously it's tough to get anything going offensively when you have as many different guys up front and you're trying to run that type of run game and you have so many guys rotating in there, but I think they found something this last week. And I think they're going to try uh, and stick with it because that's what this whole thing is is based off of, right? Uh, when Nathaniel Hackett was hired, he talked about his offensive game plan and his scheme and everything, and he said it all starts with the run and outside zone and, and doing different things in the run game to open up those play-action type plays. So, uh, again, it'll be interesting to see Russell Wilson's back this week. Does the offense look the same uh, as it did with Brett Rippon? Does it look a little bit different? We'll see. But here's Nathaniel Hackett, too, Nick. We have some audio from Hackett talking about – the run game and how it sets things up for the rest of the offense. So here's that audio from Broncos.com. Whenever you can get in a rhythm, we talk about rhythm a lot, and it's primarily in the pass game, but it also goes with the run game. Uh, to be able to call a run and get a two-yard gain, sometimes that's good. You can run, come back to that same run or, uh, or get to a different one once you see a different picture. And I thought that those guys all adjusted well. I thought Latavius got in a really good groove. Uh, there were some guys in the hole that we didn't get blocked, and he was the eraser. He made a guy miss and uh, went for some yards. We were going outside, inside. There was just a lot of things that we mixed up in the run game that I thought made it efficient. Nick, uh, Latavius Murray, as the as the presidents of the Latavius Murray fan club, um, <laughs> you know, I, I went and talked to Latavius yesterday in the locker room, and uh, he had some really interesting comments, Nick, and I wanted to kind of get your reaction to some of them. But uh, he was, did you know that, before he signed with the Saints, the day before he signed with the Saints, he st- he was coaching high school football. Uh, he had signed up uh, for a local high school in Florida uh, to coach because he didn't think he was going to get to play this year. Uh, and then he got a call from the Saints the next day, flew to New Orleans, and obviously the rest is history, um, which I thought w- was really interesting. But he talked a lot about how he, he really didn't know uh, what his career was going to look like the rest of you know the rest of the way. Um, you know, and then he was asked, you know, when does he think he might hang it up? And uh, he said, you know, once I get a ring uh, here in Denver, I'll hang it up. Uh, and he talked about wanting to be back in Denver next season, hopefully. Obviously, we'll see what happens. But what do you think about those comments? And, and obviously, you and I have expressed it. We both would love to see him back, you know, in the blue and orange next season, just because he has brought so much to this team, not just uh, as a guy on the field who sh- who's shown that, you know, age is nothing but a number, uh, but as well as uh, a guy in the locker room that I think guys really like. You know, that's a huge part of the success of any team, uh, starting with locker room culture. 
And that's kind of been an issue here with the Broncos uh, for a while, knowing how to win and having guys with that blue collar attitude. And Latavius Murray, uh, Murray has that type of attitude. And just see the way that he approaches the game and just knowing, you know, the fact that, hey, he was coaching or about to coach high school football before jumping back into the league. You know, this league has a way of humbling you, making you really value and appreciate your blessings and your opportunity to play this great game. And with him coming back, playing for the Saints, he was all inspired. And when he played over in London, then he found out, hey, hey, the Saints put you on practice squad, but don't worry. You're going to the Denver Broncos. Now the season did not uh, come to what the expectations or live up to the expectations that we all thought. But at the same time, he is happy because it's about the opportunity. You can't do anything about changing your legacy or how people view you if you're on the opposite side of the fence. And that side of the fence being as though you're sitting on your sofa watching the game like everyone else. You have to be involved with the game. So hopefully the Broncos decide to bring Latavius Murray back. Uh, I'm sure if they don't, uh, someone else will pick him up. I would think, I personally think that it would be foolish not to do that because of uh, what he brings both on and off the field. But I, I want to mention something to it as well. As Hackett was talking about the run game and getting the run game on track, he did mention, you know, I believe yesterday uh, when he was asked about the run game and, and, and how the, the halftime adjustments were made, he was sure to kind of throw out the fact that, hey, he still is overseeing certain things that Justin Allen and Butch Berry are still involved with pushing the run game and how Clint Kubiak is doing a good job. He was, I, I, that's the one thing that I heard. I, I made sure I heard that and Clinton kind of, kind of grabbed the hold to that because when we look at how the offense has progressed thus far, most people would say, hey, that's due be, uh, because of the play calling of Clint Kubiak. But still, you know, Judd Alston, uh, Judd, uh, Justin Alton, has taken a lot of negative uh, criticism, but now his name is being tossed back out there. Like, hey, it wasn't just Clint. I mean, these other guys are in the room. They're doing some things too. And hey, my boy, Justin, he's in there doing it. So he wanted to make sure that everyone was aware of that. And I want to ask you, what did you think about when that was mentioned when he brought up Butch Berry and Justin out? Well, I want to know, when when I heard that, Nick, one, it's not a surprise, right? Like Hackett's not going to throw anybody under the bus. He's not going to give one guy credit, right? He, he He's shown that throughout the year. He's been very good about uh, giving people credit when credit is due. But my question is, if you were to, to slice it into a pie, right, uh, who deserves the most credit for the offensive success? And maybe that's the wrong way to look at it, but I think that that's what you have to step back and say, especially these last three weeks when you're talking about – you and I talked last episode, Nick, they might be making some staff changes. And so at the end of the year, when you're evaluating, you go, well, where, where can we get rid of a slice of a pie of the pie? Uh, and who deserve who has who needs to come back because they helped the most, right? Who had the biggest right. slice of the pie? And so from my perspective, I look at it and go, okay, everybody's helping, right? Everybody's offering a lending hand. But I think it's very clear, Nick, that Clint Kubiak deserves maybe the most credit. For turning this around it feels like the play calling has been better they've changed some things offensively which i would assume are some of the things that clint wanted to implement when he took over and now they're starting to click i think hackett obviously deserves a good chunk of the credit because i know 
He is definitely involved in everything, right? Being the head coach, being the former play caller, right? And the willingness to let other guys have an input. So he deserves some of the credit. As for Alton and Butch Berry, I don't know. That's kind of my, that was kind of my, you know, I don't know how much they're helping. I, I really don't because I'm not in the meetings, but I was going to ask you, Nick, if you were to put percentages on it, I don't know. That might be a tough question to ask you, but you know, how do you look at how this pie is sliced up and who's helping as much as, you know, or how, who deserves the most credit for this? Well, I'm going to give uh, the largest slices of the pie to both Nathaniel Hackett and uh, Clint Kubiak. You, you can break that down however you want to, as, as far as if uh, 70% or 80%, but uh, both guys have done a great job. And here's where Hackett comes in, knowing what you don't know, right? That's the biggest thing and realizing, hey, I need to be a head coach and I need to give it over to my office of coordinators. Yes, you're going to be involved with the game plan. You're going to oversee things. But the idea and then what we saw with the Broncos early on in the season was a lack of confusion. There was no cohesion. When there's a play call by the offensive coordinator, you got to go with it and you have to live with it. And watching uh, Clint having to build a makeshift scheme with so many injuries, uh, I'm sure there's been a lot of sleepless nights for him. But just the fact of moving Jerry Judy around, giving him a lot of responsibilities, getting him involved with the offense, to me, you get an A-plus for that. And that's something that we did not see when Justin Allen was the uh, bona fide offensive coordinator and Nathaniel Hackett was running the ship. And when you think about giving Justin Allen and Butch Berry credit, there's a small percentage I do believe that go to each individual uh, coach because I don't want to say, well, they didn't do anything because they're, they're involved. But I can't give them a large slice of the pie because guess what? Butch Berry is a positional coach. He's not calling plays. He's not diagramming schemes. He may say, well, this is what I'm used to. This is something that accentuates the skill set of my offensive line, even though they may be a little deficient in pass coverage. But a lot of that uh, play calling, I'm going to say in adjustments, it has to go to Clint Kubiak. So it would be Coach Hackett and Kubiak, which those two guys will get the larger slices of the pie. And Justin Allen and maybe Butch Berry get that small sliver of pie, that pie that on Thanksgiving when they sit you on the kids' table, that's kind of the pie that those two are getting. And I, and I hope that everyone understands that, hey, you know, when you talk about this Broncos offense, you have to mention Clint Kubiak. And as you mentioned, when we look as far as what's going to happen with the staff, they have to keep that in mind. It was turned over to him. And since it has been turned over to him, We've seen this offense score more than 20 points twice. Yeah, I mean, I always loved the larger slices of pie, even as a kid, Nick. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what pie you are getting at your Thanksgiving uh, table. But uh, I, I think the one thing we've learned, Nick, this year with this staff is that Clint Kubiak is more than qualified to be an offensive play caller for somebody in the NFL. Now, is that going to be the Broncos next year? We'll see, right? Uh, I think that he's made a very strong argument uh, if they keep this staff for him to be the permanent offensive coordinator moving forward. Will that happen? I don't know. But I think that what we've seen even last year going back to Minnesota when he called plays for the Vikings, and then this year what he's shown calling plays for the Broncos in the back half of the season is that the guy knows what he's doing. Uh, like I, I think he's a very good play caller, and I think that some of the stuff that he's – you know, maybe tweaked or, or changed a little bit has obviously helped this offense start scoring some points. So, again, you want to see it in the last three games. Can he keep it up? 
I think he will. I, I think that this offense will start scoring a few more points. But uh, I think that that's kind of my takeaway from this group, Nick, is Clint Kubiak is more than qualified for this job. So, anyways, Nick, we got to take a quick break, uh, and then we will dive into the, the matchup with the Rams, uh, as well as a couple injury notes. Uh, the Broncos might be getting a couple guys back this week. Uh, so we will dive into all of that and a little bit more here in the last segment. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 